it's time, you know, to do the right. What do you thing. love about her? What? What? What, what is your definition? Yeah. What, what I love about okay. What I love about Stephanie. Go ahead. Yeah. Pronounce. We when we, we met a long time ago, she was really like a kid. <laughs> Literally, she was a fetus. Here's, here's she was a kid. She was a wild child. She was, uh, she was out there, man. Go ahead. She got out of school. She was a wild child. I and picked I, her up I, every day. Yeah, yeah, and that was part of it, too. You picked but, her up from school? <laughs> and I'd make her do yeah. her homework. Yeah, 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 a couple of times. <laughs> you did? From college, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Here's my boyfriend. Stephanie, your grandfather's here to get you. She was just finishing... She was just finishing college. Oh my! I helped God. her with the SAT and, uh, while she blew me. No, yeah. no, but I kept her. You kept her quiet. I kept her. <laughs> I kept her focused. in the trunk of the car. Oh. Tied up. I kept her what? I kept her tied up. I kept her focused on graduating college. You kept her focused. Yes, I did. You were a mentor. I did. <laughs> and then, and then, um, when she graduated, she got a you know she got a really good job. That, you know for what she went to school for. Of course. Yeah. Um, she got her PhD in blowjobs. What's this got to do with what you love about her? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, it, we graduated. We didn't graduate. She graduated. Yeah, you graduated from yeah. nothing. <laughs> I'm not even sure you graduated high school. Yeah, well, I like you you're her mentor. Barely, dude. Would right. you walk onto the campus to get her, or would you just wait in the car? Yeah, I wait in the car. Yeah, she oh, was like, you better God. wait in the car. No, she, oh went to school, she went to school in the city. Somebody called Amber Alert on me once. <laughs> 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 it was very embarrassing. Anyway, you realize you've had more shit up your ass than a gay man on our staff? And probably bigger stuff, too. What do you mean, right. more shit up my ass? You've Dildos, had more stuff up your ass than, than, than a gay than gentleman. Him. Than, than, gay him. Gay. Yeah. than him, yeah, yeah well, and he's gay. There's, there's guys who take it in the ass every day. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. We didn't say every gay guy. We said a guy, just a saying. gay guy on our yeah. staff. Okay, a gay guy on our staff. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying. So I got it more more times in the ass than my my friend here. Yeah, I just wonder if it made you your did? asshole yeah, I, looser. I did. I admit it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Admit it. I did. You've had more dick, well, more rubber dick in your ass <laughs> than a gay man. Exactly. You're gayer right. than me. And fingers. <laughs> say it. I'm not gay at I guarantee you, <laughs> if a gay. guy blew you, you'd come. <laughs> oh, I promise you that. For the right price, maybe. Never mind oh, the right oh. price. They got to pay you? No, we went, we went through this once. Somebody's looking Rich, for a retirement me fund. Me and Richard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what do you love about Stephanie? You didn't answer the question. Um, she's a great person. Go ahead. She's sweet. She's kind. Right. She's um, everything I'm not. She loves animals. I mean, to death. I mean, forget about it. She'll die before she'll let an animal die. Okay. I saw, I've seen her get out in the middle of a fucking highway in traffic and just stop dead in the left lane and pick up a dead cat and wrap it up and put it in her car. A wow. dead cat? Yeah. Because wow. she didn't want it to get destroyed. Wow. Get ripped up. I mean, she's got a heart of gold. So that's, uh, all right, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. we have a lot in common, believe yeah. it or not, even though nobody thinks so. I didn't say that. You know. And one time there was a she likes the same kind of music I like. She grew up with her parents, uh, you know. Wait a minute, wait. She likes the same kind of music? <laughs> yes, like? we do. Well, I was Charleston? with you guys in the car. You, you listen she to likes the... every. She loves Beach Boys. Boogie, she loves Woogie, the Beatles. She loves Al she... Jolson. No, fuck Al Jolson. <laughs> Civil War <laughs> tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Green yeah. sleeves. Taps. And, and you both love it in the ass, so it's perfect. Yeah. No, she's not. She she's doesn't... not into that? Mm, she, yeah. does, she doesn't love it. We have a way of doing it, you know. 
She's manlier than you. Yeah. She's, she's the top. What is she? She's the top. She she's, takes less stuff in her not, ass than he does. She's not crazy about it. Right. I know what you do. You stick have, your dick. Have, you don't thing. put your dick all the way we have in. A, we have a thing. He just rubs it between her we cheeks. Have, we have a yeah. thing. You we, rub your dick between Stephanie's whatever. cheeks. Whatever. <laughs> that's what you told we, me. We have, we have a thing. Yeah. We have that's a thing. Is that the thing? That's the thing. You don't put it into the... I've done it. But most times you just rub between the cheeks. Yeah, because I... If she's not crazy about it, then it's fine. And okay. sometimes it's a gentleman. And sometimes when she's really turned on, <laughs> yeah. she'll say she'll even say to me, that, you know, ladies, that's what you call an evolved man. She'll say, if you, you know, if you really want to do it, go ahead. Right. So woke, Ronnie. which is I know you're jealous, Julie. It's OK. Don't worry about it. I'm not jealous of having something up my ass. Yeah. Well, hey. by you the way, you know what Ronnie problem. says? Don't, don't knock it till you fucking yeah. try it. Dude. What Ronnie you says is so lived. true. Uh, I know Stephanie, and, and uh, one time I saw her get out of the uh, car in the middle of the highway. I thought she was trying to escape, <laughs> but it, she did. She went over and rescued a cat. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. You know, years ago on the road with the block party. On the road. Uh, a comic. Uh, road. That's had some a, road. I had a room next door to Ronnie and Stephanie, and yep. the next day at breakfast, he says to me, he goes, man, Ronnie and Stephanie were going at it. I go, yeah, what'd you hear? He goes, Ronnie, he was moaning louder than her. <laughs> yeah, well, Gary heard the same thing in yeah, the Bahamas. Like a woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh! Ow! <laughs> Gary thought somebody was being killed. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, anyway, Chris, first of all, congratulations yeah, on losing your Thank anal. you. Right, Ronnie? Yeah. Why you, not? Anything goes. Let, let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are you going to take any ass from other guys or just this one guy? I may. Okay. I, I'm not looking to have like a, a you know, people a big, loose asshole back there. Right. Because those things don't go back like a vagina. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. If you're with a guy who's too I'm loose. I'm not worried about it because you know. I, I don't have that issue. I'm well, fine. I got to take fine. a break, but I got a Christmas song about Ronnie getting pegged if you want to mm -hmm. go into break with that. Sure. Oh, why not? Let's see. Where is that thing? Let me see. Oh, here it is. Everyone ready? All right. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Up his old asshole, Ronnie Sticks. Then oh. wobbles and rubber dicks. Oh, yeah. Right in his poop shoot, they go up. Oh. His fiancee fucks his butt. <laughs> Ronnie goes slow. Whoa. You don't want to tear your hole. <laughs> up his old asshole where he shits. <laughs> Ronnie Sticks, those big fake dicks. Yeah. Hey, now. A little Joe Cocker for you early on a Tuesday morning. Maybe you ride it into hey work. Did you need that special lift me up? That only Joe Cocker can bring hey as he covers this wonderful Beatles classic right here at WNBC, where we say you can win when you see the end copter in the sky. You know you're winning, and you're going to get a tissue box from BB. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joe Cocker at WNBC. How was that? What a talk up. What a bunch of nonsense. Did we determine if he's alive or dead? He's a dead. He's a dead. He's a dead. He's a dead. I was going to say alive and then I read No, he's a dead. He's a lad dead. Sing it, Joe. Here we go. I like he went on tour. The Mad Dogs and Englishman tour and uh, went bankrupt. Because <laughs> they had like crazy, like it was a full circus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but he had a good time. <laughs> he had fun. 
Nothing like getting. We didn't have to save for retirement. Nothing like getting home from a three-year tour and your accountant tells you you're broke. Yeah, but it really didn't have to save for retirement. Look, very cool. Going. Hey AJ, what up? Hey now. Hey now. Hey, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Appreciate all you do. Love you guys. Thank you. Hey Howard, um, was listening to and actually watching the Hillary interview because I wanted to really experience it and. It kind of really brought everything back for me when all that went down in 2016. And, you know, you put the politics aside. I've got three young sons. And the world that we now live in with all the hatred and divisiveness, it makes me sick inside to know that we would have a leader like that with a head on her shoulders like that with the just just professionalism and experience that could be leading our country instead of what we have now. It's it's so depressing, and, and it was really touching, the, the interview. I'm sure it was the penultimate interview of your career, but it's it's depressing, man. It was really, uh, God, just what the world could be for my sons now as opposed to what it is. Well, you're not alone, AJ. A lot of people did get in touch with me and said they were depressed by the interview in a, in a way that um, they felt it pointed up maybe how great, how important leadership is. And in some people's opinions, that is what is lacking now. But you're not alone in that feeling. And and, and by the way, Robin, and, and thank you for that, AJ, but a lot of people are wondering, you know, what has Hillary been up to since she stopped by the show? Uh, yeah, I told you I was even wondering how her weekend went. Uh, well, on our phone, to tell us how the weekend went and how things have been for her since she was on our show is a follow-up call from Madam Secretary Clinton. Wow. Madam Secretary, hello. We get to talk to her again. Yes. How are you? What's up, Howard? Thanks for having me on your show. It was such an honor to be in the same studio where Richard and Sal wave their dicks around every other week. <laughs> what? The, thank you for this, Madam Secretary. And yes, I love your humor. But, but, but what did you think of the whole interview? I listened to it over the weekend. And even I liked me more. Really? Oh. You liked yourself more? She's so you know, funny. If I had heard that before the election, maybe I would have voted for me you know, <laughs> instead of Donald Trump. You voted for Trump? Yes. For I mean, yeah. You know, what's up with my emails? Lock me up. Lock oh, me up. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, remember when I said shit? That was pretty cool. Who the fuck would have guessed I say shit? That was pretty wild. All the uh, news outlets were I talking. I think that was the thing that took it over the top. Next time I'll puke on Jeff the Vomit Guy. That'll really blow minds. Now that is a sick bastard. Holy shit. <laughs> See, I said it again. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely have stepped it up. It's fabulous. Oh, I have one more addition to my book of Gutsy Women. She saves cats, paints flowers, and loves The Bachelor. See where I'm going here? You mean me? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> I was like, who's she talking about? You know, so many, I got to tell you, Mrs. Clinton, a lot of conservative reporters gave you a hard time for coughing on my show. Yeah, that got me good. I cough. Breaking news. Old lady, old. <laughs> Interesting. Hold on. I think I have another coughing fit coming on. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Hannity. <laughs> Is. <laughs> a. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> Very good. Very funny. Well, I'm going to sign off, Howard. But first, here's something to get everyone in the holiday spirit. Go ahead, Mrs. Clinton.
That's a sense of humor. That's what you want. Christmas would laugh at herself. Merry Christmas, America. Everyone could kiss my pink ass. I love your new attitude. Thank you so much, Mrs. Clinton. Yes, you can see even she is excited yes. by uh, her appearance here. And realizes, Bad. let it all hang out. Am I right? It's a whole new Hillary. What else do I have to tell you about? Um, oh, uh, underdog. Okay, what do you want to hear? I'll give you a choice. Okay. I've got underdog on that TV show she always goes on. It's really good. I have um, Damon Felden, Feldman and Bagel Boss guy. <laughs> we're on a uh, judge show, you know, where they oh, went to court. Really? They went. They took each other to court. You want to hear that? Wow! Or, or underdog. Jeez, that's a tough one because that's the you know we're now at the end of the saga. Bagel Boss ripped off Damon and didn't show up for the fight, and so I think I want to hear how that turned out. All right, here I'll give you the rundown. A boxing pro for those of you who don't know, have any idea what we're talking about? There's a guy. He's a boxing promoter. His name is Damon Feldman. Well, he claims to promote boxing, but it's that celebrity boxing. Celebrity boxing, right? There's a difference. <laughs> but Damon came on our show. He was very excited. He thought he struck gold when he signed the angry bagel guy, the guy who had the uh, the, the fight in the bagel boss shop, and it went wild on the Internet. His name is uh, Chris Morgan. And uh, bagel boss guy was signed by Damon to do a celebrity boxing match. But nothing ever goes right in that celebrity right. boxing world, as Robin points out. Damon had trouble finding an opponent for Bagel Guy. And baseball great Lenny Dykstra, Robin's boyfriend, dropped out a week before the fight. Yeah, he thought he had Lenny Dykstra, which would have been great for him. Damon scrambled. He got Dustin uh, Diamond Screech from Say by the Bell to fill in. Yeah. And after all of that, after all of that tumult, the angry Bagel Guy didn't show up for the match. Literally the night of the match, he didn't show up. And he claimed that he never intended to all along. He posted on social media that he never planned on fighting in the first place. Feldman filed a lawsuit against Bagel Guy, hoping to recoup the money he lost. Uh, instead of going to real court, they went on a TV show called Hot Bench. Have you seen the show? I have not. I have seen Hot Bench. It's okay. on uh, Channel 2 here. And I think, what do they have? Three judges? Yes. It's a court show featuring three judges who deliberate together and they come up with a verdict. All right. What did they make of this? Uh, I'll play you some clips, but unfortunately, my name was mentioned during the proceedings. Oh, dear. Yeah, I didn't want to be a part of it, but I was brought up. <laughs> Mr. Feldman, you reached out to the defendant to see if he was interested in fighting in one of your celebrity boxing matches. That is true. And he was. Yes. On August 6th, you and Mr. Morgan went on the Howard Stern show. And from there... Lenny Dykstra, a former New York Mets player, reached out to you and said he would be interested in fighting Mr. Morgan. Right. All right. So, so far, so good. Right. That's what happened. And then the next clip, Damon and the bagel guy get to state their case. The judges keep yelling at them to be professional. <laughs> was it your understanding, sir, that this is a real boxing match? It was correct. It was a real boxing yeah. match. Yeah, <laughs> no, he okay. knew it was entertainment. Or he would not. How do I put a guy him, like that in? You can't say what he thought. Okay. So, Chill out. It's ridiculous. We're talking breach of contract. You better be glad we're in court. I'm telling you that right now. You know what? He is not doing a thing. You have the burden of proof in this case. I, I understand. If you want to act up and you have to leave, then you lose. I understand. 
for appearances, a thousand. I received about seven hundred. I didn't receive three thousand, nor did I receive a penny from you, any of the tickets. You were that given they, money. Excuse me, I'm talking. You were given I money for appearances, talking, sir, and you're going to pull out before. I'm talking. I'm telling you right. This guy is I'm getting on my nerves. You hey guys, right you're now. getting dangerous. This guy has done nothing so far. It's you. Yeah. Unless you want to verbally fight me. Stop I it. don't want to fight you, but then I want stop to... Stop it. I know I'd probably get beat in front of my parents, get humiliated. It's a show. Entertain me. Now, listen, you, you know what, Mr. Feldman? I don't know how many times I can say this to you. Did you have a box before? Because it's like you're punch drunk. <laughs> really? <laughs> listen, stop. Stop. I, I respect you, but no, this you guy's don't. not telling the truth. You don't. You got 3000 in me cash. Give proof that he got that 3000 Well, this was a check right here. And this was a three thousand dollar check. So how I do this is what is last night? You don't have a bank account. Last last warning. This check shows me nothing. Wow. (laughs) Damon's gonna lose. (laughs) This is hysterical. What's wrong with him? It's hot bench. (laughs) The good thing about it is whoever wins or loses gets paid by the show. Right. That's why people go on it. Yeah. Because believe me. You know, I don't think this the bagel guy would be able to pay anything. He doesn't have any money. Anyway, guess who won the case? Bagel boss guy. No, Damon won his case. How did he win the case? How did he win? He, I thought he was going to get thrown out of court. He almost got thrown out of phony court. And the show pays the winner, so bagel guy didn't have to pay anything. But based off the exit interviews, it doesn't sound like they'll go into business together again anytime soon. Here's the exit interviews. The facts came out. That's why I won the case. He's full of garbage. The bottom line is he he wanted the exposure over getting paid. We're getting great exposure, but as far as what happens to him and his money, he can go shove it. I can give it less. I think he's so stupid. Do you think I'm actually going to give in to this moron? No, I'm not. It just ended his opportunity ever getting involved with me again. When all these red flags started leaking through the crack, I realized this guy's cuckoo. I'm just happy it's over. Move on and some great things coming. Well, there you go. Well, how did he win? What did he win? You better watch Hot Ben. (laughs) Meanwhile, thank God Damon doesn't respect the court because if he did, the show would suck. I know. Bagel Boss wasn't doing anything. Bagel Boss guy wasn't giving us anything. Yeah, and nothing was clear. Like, did Bagel Boss actually get any money or did he get no money? What, What happened? That's why I'm wondering how Damon... One, because when he started presenting evidence, they said it wasn't even evidence. It is weird, though, that Bagel Boss agreed to fight and then just dropped out. I mean, it is weird. J.D., you got anything to explain? Because he saw the whole show. I see. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Wow. Because people were asking me, and I I tried to explain it, and it didn't go very well. Explain it to me. It'll go fine. (laughs) So. So Damon like was able to prove that uh, he paid Bagel Boss guy like all this certain amount of money. How much? Uh, well, like seven hundred dollars. Okay. And then he was able to prove uh, somehow that uh, uh, something with uh, like losing money with like uh, the pay per views or something. I, I, yeah, you're right. It didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, he got back like two like two grand or something. Uh, so the hot court paid back Damon two grand. Yes. But how did Damon win when the judge was so pissed off at him that he wouldn't shut up? Well, one of them didn't want to give uh, Damon that much, but the other two judges, like they 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 came together 
and uh, and they agree. They they the other two what? judges. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? The other two judges. What did your parents do to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I know less. Oh, whatever. Damon got his some money back. All right. Right. Damon got the two grand back. Damon got back. Like I thought you said it was seven hundred dollars. No, yeah. So. Uh, one of the judges said he should only get seven hundred back because that's uh, what he gave Bagel Boss guy, like uh, to help uh, during the promotion and stuff like that. And then uh, the the other two judges saw that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> I don't fully remember. That's why this is the episode aired like a, like last uh, month. What do you say, Bagel guy, Damon Feldman, seven hundred dollars. I love when JD explains shit to me. Yeah, that was the greatest. Yeah, I could listen to that all day. How you know does what? that happen? Here's the best part of this, if you think about it. JD got a degree in communications. <laughs> what was he like before? Before I couldn't explain anything. <laughs> I got I got an associate's degree in film and TV production. Like, did anyone in like your high school go, "Hey, dude, you're you're going to be a communications major. You're the worst at communicating." I mean, did anyone like did a guidance counselor get a hold of you or anybody? <laughs> no, I mean, no. I didn't really talk all that much, and probably for good reason. But do you? think you could do anything about this now L- listen when i know something <laughs> i'm good at communicating it out it's when what are I, you good at i just said what do you know because we'd like to hear you communicate something i don't know no no wait but what are you good at i'll ask you a question about it oh i don't know uh, porn what porn <laughs> no, i don't know what are you good at just, i don't know it's like uh, what would you like me to ask you about? Yeah, off the webcam girl it's pretty close well, no, I don't follow it all that closely, but I, I mean, I try. Oh, you're good bit. with politics? No, I mean, I didn't I, know that. I know stuff here and there. I don't. I wouldn't say like I'm an expert at it. Well, you're good at uh, Madam Football, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's good. He's he talks about fantasy football a lot. He knows about all the teams. Ask him something, Gary. Let's see if he can explain it. Ask <laughs> I, him something, Jason. What uh, I mean, JD, what's your dilemma this week? You're in the playoffs. Who are you starting a quarterback? Well, I got to start, Rus- start Russell Wilson because even though he sucked this past week, uh, because he's the, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, but two of my players got injured, so I don't know what I'm going to do with, with that. i got to replace a wide receiver, and uh, I, I have a tough schedules with some of them. I'm facing Rappaport, and it's a whole thing. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All not right. great, but not yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, at least you got a couple of sentences out. Well, I, you know, listen, the hot bench thing, it, it happened a, a little while ago. So what happened? The hot bench thing. Oh, hot bench. The I thought you said, said, said hot pants. Here's something you know about. It. Let's see how you uh, tell me with with detail. Why is filet fish the best sandwich ever? <laughs> well, uh, I like uh, fish. I like fish. <laughs> and it's got tartar sauce, and, um, tartar, and the mixture is very good. The bun, the, the bun they have with it is very good. So that's, you know, it goes down easy, you know. All right. I like fish. I like fillets. I like the letter O. Right. What's to think about? Goes down easy. Goes well, down easy. Comes out easier. Right. Yeah, Joe, you're on in New Jersey. 
Good morning, Howard. Good morning, everybody. Howard, it's like listening to someone trying to verbally birth a watermelon from his esophagus. <laughs> I don't know what his problem is. He just cannot get it out. I'm uncomfortable listening. I, I want him to get it out, but he just can't get it out. He's close. Take time, J.D. Breathe. La- relax. Think what you want to say, then get it out. It's like, you know what I'm thinking, Joe? I'm thinking of sending J.D. for a master's degree in communications. <laughs> I think then he will be talking on a regular level. At full sale, of course. Right. Of course. How you doing with weed, J.D.? Any more uh, experiences? or? You... Uh, I took a 20-milligram gummy uh, last weekend. Uh, either last weekend or weekend before. Whatever the weekend Thanksgiving was. Is it relaxing? Uh, it was okay. It sort of... It, it, I think it makes me more tired than anything. It makes right. me more uh, sleepy. It, it, just, it brings me down. Do you have any uh, experiences... You know, do you feel high from it, or is it just sleepy? It's like I just feel like a cooling over my body. I don't really feel... And I feel like slightly out of it. I feel different. But I, I, I haven't like experienced like a, uh, like a, like a stoner-type feeling or anything. So you're fully in control. You just have a cool body as you say yes yes that's interesting because uh, i get paranoid so maybe if i took one of these 20 percenters i would just feel cool and Uh, i'd be able to function you know i would start off with like maybe a five or a 10 milligram thing and then see how you feel after that Hmm. howard some of the guys are saying some of the guys who, who get high pretty often are saying a 20 is pretty heavy duty wow yeah, I, I like watch the. I, I tried watching the Irishman during it, and I, I, I it, it wasn't really, it wasn't really working out. It wasn't really, the, the the movie wasn't really entertaining me. So, I like the Irishman. I don't know. Did I, you? Yeah, I, I know. Like, I mean, look, I thought that effect was sort of weird when they yeah. make him, you know, when they make De Niro young because well, they, they were making everybody younger. Yeah, and, and like, like in the case of De Niro, he. He still moves like an older man, so... That was the problem. Like, there'd be this young head and an old guy moving around. But I had a great time watching it. I loved it. Yeah, I I might try and watch it. It just seemed like everything was drawn out, like... It was way long. I like that. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I liked it. What can I tell you? I have to watch it again, because I fell asleep. Yeah. But I liked it. I wasn't minding it. I said, I know we're going somewhere. It's just taking an awful long time to get there. I liked it. (laughs) 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 All right. Now I'll tell you about Underdog. I'm going to give you a bonus. Thank you. Yeah. So much. And you, uh, have you encountered, um, okay, I'll do Underdog. I was going to ask you about something, but I'll do that later. You want to hear about Underdog, right? Uh, by the I, way, you know, I always want to hear about Underdog. It's always good to catch up with her at this time of the year. There's this guy who has a TV show, I guess, on the Internet or something. Or maybe it's, it's oh, it's on public access. All right. So right. Pro- so it airs on TV. It's called Checkerboard Kids. The host is Checker Phil. And, and Gary, what is he, like an actor? Is he doing a shtick or is that really him? I'm not positive what his deal is. I know he's friends with her, but I don't know if he's doing shtick. Well, I tell you what he is it doing. It seems like a character he's playing. Yeah, but I can't tell. I, I, I tell you what he is doing. He is uh, doing Shuli's job for him. Really? Yeah. Shuli, this guy gets a lot out of Underdog. Shouldn't well, you be doing this? Well, Howard, he has been by Underdog's side long before I 
started. Check her Phil. He's known her for, I think, close to 30 years now. He used to, he would go with her to the Mermaid Parade every year in Coney Island. Is he, there's something wrong with him or is that an act? No, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, it's like a public access show and it's kind of, it's supposed to have like but, a kids but, type theme. Yeah, but like it seems like he's it. like a peewee, like he's putting on right. a character. Is he doing a character? Or Probably is... a little. With her, you kind of yeah. have to. Right. Change up your, your, you know, your style. Uh, by the way, I, I was shocked by what he got out of Underdog. I've never seen her this angry. She, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's got some major fucking uh, anger toward her parents. Wow. I, I told you, man, they did a number on her. They really did. Do you think they did a number on her or she was just difficult and they were trying to get her in line? I don't know. There's some shit she's told me, like, like when she would go trick-or-treating at Halloween, they would make her draw out a map of the neighborhood and show uh, she had to show them which route she was going to take. <laughs> Sounds like everybody was doing a number on everybody else. Yeah. Right. I don't know who what was going on here, but you got to hear this. Okay, stay in here, Shuli, because I want you to hear this. Maybe you can add insight. So this show, like I said, is called uh, Checkerboard Kids. The host is Checkerphil. According to Shuli, the, the guy's for real. And this time when she was on, it was since it was Christmas, he said to her, hey, what do you, you know, like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> And she feels that the the scourge on our society is Santa Claus. Uh, so she she was actually there with a prepared manifesto. Well, this this didn't just start this year. This is her rap every year. Yeah, but it's gotten way more angry and involved. Yes. Well, that's why I said it's good to hear from her at this time of the year. Yeah. This guy's smart. He got it right on. She laid out the reasons why we see way too much Santa Claus at Christmas time. Three main faults in uh, fostering Santa the way we always have are over-importance, false godhood, mm -hmm. and inconsistencies. Okay, show me. All right, from the moment Halloween is over, or sometimes even as early as July, since some TV channels have Christmas in July programs, numberless stores start displaying their Christmas merchandise, and in doing so, they confront the public with abundant ubiquitous representations of Santa Claus. From animated figurines to his likeness on packaging, to signs, uh, to commercials for goods which show him, the average citizen cannot go about his or her daily business without encountering some Santa representation. Mm. Commercials for restaurants that are open for Christmas Day stress that Santa will appear live in live in these establishments. Even commercials shown after Christmas Day for weight loss programs what? engage Santa in them. All right. She's pretty worked up wow. about Santa. And it gets worse. Like, that yeah. was a calm... She's, like, at a two right now. Right. <laughs> and this is her thing. Like, 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 I think cancer is way important. Like, I would get angry about that. No, this is the scourge on this Yeah. Side. Every year she asks me if I've told the truth to my children well here's yeah. where she gets into it yeah suzanne says that we make santa a false god by telling children he can see them all the time and then she got into her parents monitored her behavior constantly when she was growing up and the results were not good mm. <laughs> probably the worst way that we make santa a false god is by telling children that he monitors their behavior and keeps records mm -hmm. 24 7 365 consider how the familiar carol santa claus is coming in town makes him seem to be a boogeyman rather than a nice guy or jolly old elf consider the 
consider the song's very first phrases. Mm -hmm. You better watch out. Mm -hmm. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. The lyrics go on from there to emphasize that Santa is making a list and checking it twice. Who's naughty or nice? He knows if you've been bad or good. And then finish with those same opening threats. Mm -hmm. My parents kept behavior charts, which accumulated only negative, so they never were, they were positive points with punishments being administered upon reaching certain numbers uh, of negative points. Oh I was goodness. told that Santa, too, kept charts that way. What chance did I have of getting any presents when I apparently was so bad all year round? Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Here's my take. <laughs> I figure her parents were pulling the hair out of their heads and they were like, hey, we got to get her in line. No, no, I Howard. Know. I think this is an overboard yeah. kind of parenting as well. Oh, you think? Yeah. No, it doesn't get any better if you want to continue. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Suzanne says her parents were fanatical about telling the truth. You can imagine how well she took it when she found out they had lied to her about Santa. Here we go. <laughs> we teach our children not to lie, mm -hmm. yet we deceive them about Santa's existence. Mm -hmm. The Eighth Commandment expressly forbids lying. Well, my parents were, were fanatical about always telling the truth. I was very angry when I found out I had been deceived, I had been under the impression that children alone made mistakes, did wrong, or committed sin. Grown-ups were perfect. But now, my parents had been dishonest with me when they were such fanatics about always telling the truth. So it's hypocritical. My parents had been dishonest. They had sinned. When I complained to them, they denied having lied and weighed me down with excuses and justifications. Moreover, in time, when I found it necessary to tell wide lies, my parents did not tolerate it when they expected me to tolerate anything that they did. And they were the ones who set the example. Sounds like she's reliving it all over. Oh, I think God. it just happened, Jess. Oh, my goodness. It's like uh, Kathy Bates in Misery. <laughs> yes, Vanessa. You're on the air in Texas. Hey, yeah, I just have to gather my wits. That was a little frightening hearing her freak out like that. But I just want to comment that there's a fine line between genius and hearing her just dissertation almost like a thesis on this is an angry santa was i have to say compelling I she mean, makes a good argument like why do we tell I believe in her argument i yeah. do too i mean like why do we tell kids that we have to be truthful and honest and then we lie to them about santa right and then the, when she was quoting those songs she makes a good point i mean yeah the, the, the fact yeah. is like you've been naughty or nice you're not going to get presents um, like big brother's watching yeah man. yeah big brother's watching yeah but every religion does that of that, course that's the... in the jewish religion they, they have a whole holiday the most holy of days where god has tablets and he's writing down what who has been good or bad and then he decides who's going to get to live or die 
Shtiklach. Yeah, he's he's, and, 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 he's, he's up to the same thing Santa is. Santa and the Jewish guy <laughs> ought to get together and have a party. They should just team up like like Chris Wilding and Ronnie with their anal. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But she, she, you're right, Vanessa. She does make a uh, a compelling argument, but it's it's, it's just, a very well laid out argument. Well, she says her parents didn't even want her writing fictional stories for school because they weren't into lying. When I had to write fiction, I thought I could be as imaginative as I pleased. Um, instead, um, my parents, especially my father, would inspect my compositions and would not let me submit them unless the contents were 100% fact. Whoa! <laughs> You've never seen her like that. Uh, uh, 100% fact! <laughs> the only time I've seen her get this upset in your interviews is when she can't get her seatbelt on. Right, with that, that car thing. Or if I ask her if she'd like to come on the show at any point. <laughs> oh, where's the clamp? I can't find the clamp! I, I can't find the clamp! <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, I can't even, I don't even know how you do that. Uh, it's a fact! <laughs> I, I can't find the clamp! You don't think it's possible that she was writing some really weird shit for school and the <laughs> teacher's like, listen, you've got to, you got to talk to this kid and get her to, no, get, no, no, oh, I'm that, not going to blame something Suzanne was up with those parents, man, right? This. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is ridiculous what happened to her. But on the same side of things, like I'm just throwing this out there. Wouldn't a lot of kids kind of get over this or do you think what they did to her? Some kids kinda, never get over. Shit. Yeah, I guess I mean, not. There right? are kids who can't get over anything. Yeah. yeah. And then they just kind of end up not working and stuff. She'd make a good nun. <laughs> Suzanne is horrified that people let their small children be held by strangers dressed as Santa. I'm with her on that, too. Oh, yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> Some of us are even so eager to have our children held by and photographed with Santa that we let a strange man pick up and cuddle our children when they are still babies not yet able to talk uh -huh. and television news has revealed that sometimes the babies are hardly more than newborns <laughs> hardly more than newborns what, what is that accent of hers I don't, it's like her you know her exclamation at the end of sentence she has a tremendous vocabulary yes she and, does and she, all of her sentence structure is perfect she's a very intelligent woman right Right. But the but. other thing is, is like, I've been with her, we, we were in the car, and we drove past the cemetery where her parents are buried. Uh-oh. And you hear all these stories, and you would think she obviously has some issues against her, sure. but she told me to quiet down in the car because she put her head down, and she did a prayer for like 40 seconds as we drove past the cemetery. Hey, no matter what your parents do to you, you still, it's still a shock when they go, yeah. except for Robin's. Robin was fine. Right. What? <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. Well, I I put things in the right context. You all are still pretending you had great parents. <laughs> Robin Suzanne closed with a final <laughs> dire warning about celebrating Santa Claus, and I I would hope that you all pay attention. All right. Failure or refusal 
to heed these warnings in time to come. And continuation of the aforementioned double, double standards when we frown on double standardizing will mean ever increasing numbers of sinful statistics, confessions to be made, and penalties to be paid. All those crowds, mobs, myriads of people over, over goodness knows how many generations, all having to answer to God with penalties to be paid in either this life or the hereafter. <laughs> what was that? I didn't get a word. <laughs> See, if you were smart, Julie, yeah. you would memorize some of this oh, and yeah. then do monologues as underdogs. <laughs> yeah. And then you would be considered the greatest actor of all time. The one-man show as underdog. Yeah. I was thinking about that because, you know, the Chaz Palminteri guy used to do a Bronx tale. That's he used right. to do every part. Like you should work up some funny lines. Renounce Santa Claus or suffer. No, this was the best she's ever done. That right. last sentence. Well, you could play that whole. You could put. Like, didn't make any sense at all. Scary music underneath it, and it has nothing to do with Christmas. Can right. you do any impression of uh, any of these sentences or or a monologue of any kind right now? Uh, do I your best. Try. I can try. All right, <clears throat> Mr. Shuley. It was to my understanding. That when the holidays approached, I would be rewarded with gifts for being a good child. <laughs> but then, but then, I found out they were all lies. <laughs> it was no fact. <laughs> I, I, I can't find the clamp. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, where's the clamp? <laughs> Julie Egar in the Santa Prophecies underdog. Santa Claus is coming to town. Julie Agar is underdog. His cheeks are rosy red from the fires of hell. When underdog talks, reindeer must die. His white beard hides the devil's face. Learn about Christmas. Santa is a gateway to molestation. Santa will diddle you! Santa Christmas. Unleashed through the mouth of a prophet known as Underdog. Here comes Santa Claus. The Christmas spirit has never been more dangerous. The Christmas spirit has never been more frightening. Santa and Hitler have a pact. The Santa prophecies. Santa Claus is coming to kill you. <laughs> the devil loves Christmas. Santa, like you've never heard before. Santa feeds on baby hearts. Santa. Underdog, as they live their life on the verge of a panic attack. Santa is an anagram for Satan! Get ready, America. He's making a list of those who will suffer. All I want for Christmas is my soul. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Shuley. Uh, you know, it doesn't even have to be underdog. You can create this character. 
Christmas won't be jolly <laughs> this year. Just use everything she says. I saw mommy worshiping Santa Claus! <laughs> ho, ho, ho. The sound of terror. Frosty is up to something, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like bonus footage of Halloween. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. By the way, thank you to uh, Checker Phil from Checkerboard Kids, who I'm declaring the greatest interviewer of all time. He's a great dude. He's the man. greatest underdog interviewer. Well, well, you got some stuff coming for me in the next week. So is that right? Oh yeah, I got, mm -hmm. I got, I don't. Yeah, I you better step, step up your shit. game. Yeah, you're not going to be outdone, are you? I have no. Well, don't forget when Underdog <laughs> almost made out with Shuli. That was pretty good. <laughs> she kind of did. She gave me a vampire kiss. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this guy checkerboard Phil never got one. No, no checker Phil. I mean, but I, I have a I have a, a deep relationship discussion with uh, Underdog that will relationship. Be oh yeah. <laughs> it's the most evil time of the year, Christmas. Beautiful. The prophecy is fact. Nobody taps me for voiceover work. I'm uh, I'm good. The most evil time of the year, Christmas. <laughs> I like it. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus will kill you. He's making a list. <laughs> and saying it twice. <laughs> Blitzen will eat your soul. Your soul is in danger. You better watch out. You better not pout or else. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like one of those uh, guys? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. The little drummer boy is dead. And here's a woman who knows why. <laughs> why is there a tree in the house? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Unbelievable. How about that Shuli with his uh, underdog? Hey, impression? now. Oh. I'm telling you, there's hey, one woman show in there. Or a one-person <laughs> show. Now, he's a woman. <laughs> After listening to all this bottled up anger, she's very unstable. Julie, you need a tag team partner when you go see her. Where we stay out of the fucking. She's very season. unstable. Very, very creepy. Where we, where we, where we, creepy. Bobo. I don't want to hear from him. Anymore. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. Yes, Brooke. In Vermont. I just wanted to call and say, Julie is a genius. I. Every time he's on the air, I dive from laughter. He he just seems like one of those guys that when you hang out with him, he will make you laugh. His impressions are amazing. He's just, I really enjoy when he's on the show. All right. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. You don't have to call up and compliment Shuli. By the way, that was Shuli's wife. <laughs> <laughs> she feels he's very underrated. <laughs> I, I can't find the clamp. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about gender fluidity, but I never got to it. What about it? I don't want to get started because I'm thinking if I get started, then we'll run late and I can't be late today. You know? Yeah, it's going to take what? How long does it take? Well, you know, with these pronouns, you know, everyone's like, hey, you're not. So, I mean, I don't even understand it. It's supposed to be like there's he 
and she. Used to be just he and she. Like he is going to the store. And some people are offended by that because they're not a he and they're not a she. They're a Z or a V or a per or a they. Yes. I don't understand how one person can be a they. Because they're not observing the plurality of the they. The they could be either male or female. So I met one of these days. Yes. I think I think they are a Z. You're supposed to say Z is in the room? Uh, I'll introduce you. You're not sure if this is a boy or a girl, but you're not supposed to say that. But I'm just saying, if if I see this person coming into the room, I could say Z is entering the room. I think you, I, that's what I mean. I think you could say that. Okay. Hold on. Here is, uh, I think this is Z. This is a Z. You're a Z, right? You're not boy or girl. You're known as Z. Am I correct? I'm a part Apache gender fluid activist looking to part, write. Wait, the, wait, say part, that again. What? Part Apache. Okay, first of all, stop yelling. Okay, sorry. I'm uh, just excited. I want to explain this to Robin. You're part Apache. I'm a part Apache gender fluid vegan activist, and I'm looking to right the wrongs of generations past, present, future, redefining gender life and food norms. Yeah, but are you, like, were you born a girl or a boy, or we don't even Do know? Do you I get to ask that? Yeah, I can't tell what you are. Is I want okay you to, to stop ask? and think about your 5,000 years of patriarchy. Okay. Just stop. And stop yelling at yeah, me. Yeah, but this is bullshit. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just trying to understand you. I'm, I'm just trying to really get a, well. I, how do you, you identify? Do you even hear yourself? Let me, let me ask you. Like, how can do you, you even, like, you don't get to ask me that question. Oh. You don't right, get to ask question. me that. How do you identify? Do, am he, I asking how you're identifying? I'll tell you. I'm a I he. don't want to know because that doesn't define people. So what are you? Wow. <laughs> Stop yelling. All right. I'm sorry. What do you want to say? I refuse to say what birth gender I was birthed into. I didn't even allow my gender to be revealed to my parents, okay? Really? I, I divorced myself from my parents due to their misgendered system of raising small humans and defining them as children. So what do I call you exactly? Call me Z. Z. Do you speak English? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you don't. Fuck. Just call me You're Z. You're the one fucking yelling. Do you even know what gender norms are? Well, yeah. when you no, say, I'm asking you. Don't even try you. to tell me I'm what gender norms you. are. You're angrier than this underdog. Is, I, what the fuck are you so angry about? Well, ask I, I can't believe a white cis male is screaming at me again. Well, are you supposed to say you, Howard? Uh, do I call you frankly, you, Howard? I'm offended that you're asking Howard and not me, but I'll give you a pass because you're a woman of color. Okay. All well, right. should so, we say you or call Z. me Z, Z, Zim, Zer, like anyone right. How do I can do figure okay. this okay. out? Okay. Go ahead. You talk because so, I don't want to get in trouble. Z talks. Right. Z, Zim go talk. Ahead. I don't know. All right. What do you... What now? All right. What's more important is for me to connect to your obvious audience because obviously you and I don't have a connection. Cough once if you have a penis, twice for a vagina. <laughs> wow, you think you're so funny? I'm right? not making you're a so joke. Funny. I don't know why I was. Because life is just so easy for you as right. a cisgender man. Why are you here? Tell me. I went on the streets to break the cis male Where did cycle. You go? Of, I'm sorry. Do, do you speak English? You went on the what? I went on the streets. You're fucking spitting to break in my eye. The cis. You went on the street to break Please, what? Whatever perceived God is, help me get through this. Because this cis white man really doesn't speak English. All right, tell me again. You went on the street. I I'm curious. I went on the streets okay. to break the cycle of cis white men and privilege and hate. All right, and what did you Do learn? Do you understand that? Yes. 
Is it why is it okay for what? you to yell at him? <sighs> what is do this? I, do you really want me to get started with did that? You bring, did, do you I went, have to talk about? You went on the street. Ten thousand years right, of patriarchy. You went on the. Okay, you okay. went on the street. And, I mean, I expected to get attacked here. No, you're not. But I attacked. didn't think it was going to be like when you this. went on the street. Honestly, I thought did, maybe you would have. It I would like to, to hear. Get, I would like to hear. Excuse me, <laughs> sir, ma'am. I would like Z. Z. I would like to. Honestly, I I didn't mean any offense. I would like to hear what you talk to people on the street about. Can I? Should I play this? Uh, Do you believe women? Yeah. Then play the first fucking clip. Okay. And you interviewed a, a woman. I started by discussing how white cis men oppress women. Play the fucking clip. All right. Fuck! We all know white men are the perpetrators of the world's evils. What are you doing to counteract your white privilege? I am purposely withholding my seed, so I am not creating more white people. That's the least you could do. I mean, I try to acknowledge uh, black people's presence in the room and make eye contact, uh, and I try to give them the last say whenever possible. Can you even hear your white privilege? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Wow, <laughs> yeah, you're the, tough. <laughs> the privilege, like radiating out of his straight white skin. I thought the it, guy was really nice. Like he was saying. Of course, you would think the guy saying, was really nice he was because say, you guys are. Yeah, but he said he tried to acknowledge black people when he walked in the room, and he says he's not going to have children because he doesn't want to add white men to the world. Oh yeah, that's what you think the answer is. That's what I thought he said. The, that's what you thought he said. What is the second clip? I wanted to see how well cis white men can use appropriate gender pronouns. Do you understand that? Yeah. Do I have to break that down for no. you? I found someone who I thought could do it. Do I have to beg you to play the All fucking right, I'll clip? I'll play it. I'll play it. What wow. the fuck? As an ally, please use Z in a sentence. Sir was quite happy that uh-huh. there was a washroom that catered to... Sirs. Sirs. Right. Needs. Great. Now use it in a sentence. Uh, Zim and they uh-huh. went to the grocery store. Okay, and, you're getting there. And uh, Zir and they were pleased to purchase watermelon and cantaloupe. The fuck are you talking about? I'm going to ask you uh, to step away from speak me. Speak English. We're done here. God. That's enough. Bye. Fuck. Bye. Wow. Great uh, yeah. interview. That let, was good. Let me tell you something. All right. He is a dickhole. Oh, what else do you have? Gender is assigned to everything on this planet, even Mother Earth. And I'm looking to put a stop to that. And if you care about women at all, you'll play the fucking clip. We call the planet Mother Earth. How can we stop gendering the world? If if we are like going to gender the world, then we got to be more realistic about it and be like the Antarctic is the vagina and the rainforest is the boobs or something yeah you know what i am learning <laughs> is that i'm shocked that so many people are into this thing like the, everyone you've met on the street seems to really be aware of yeah this. yeah i mean it's definitely changing that lesbian identifying woman was a genius so like i insisted she take her ideas to the senate floor really? and we should all be like that what else did you learn on the street? Because I am learning through this. Well, finally, you're open. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Yeah, his voice is quiet. Uh, yeah, did he's... You know? Well, I mean, you're beating me into submission. <laughs> uh, I mean, someone has to, frankly. I'm just afraid you were born a dude and you're going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you don't get to say those things to All me. right. What did you learn on the street? I asked people what the punishment should be for cis white men simply existing. And I found a woman with an exquisite idea, okay? So why don't you just stop acting so entitled? And play the fucking clip. Listen, as an actual communist and as somebody who has fought um, in the street a- 